You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. is mourn and to mourn has several denotations and connotations but I want to give you three three meanings of the word mourn number one is to feel and show intense sorrow or sadness. You're not holding your sorrow in. It's expressed on your face. And even in your words and deeds. Yeah, you, you can look at a person's demeanor and tell that he or she is, is sorrowful about something or somebody. Second meaning of mourn is to be disappointed. And all of us at one time or another have been disappointed in, in something or somebody. And some of you may even be like me. I, I, I have been disappointed in myself. I've had to talk to Walker. I said, Walker, you, you just mess yourself up. Walker, that's very disappointing what you did. Some folks think it's crazy to talk to yourself. I have found out it's healthy to talk to yourself. More than that, it's biblical to talk to yourself. Because David, in truth, talked to himself. David asked his soul, hey, soul, what's going on with you? Why are you so cast down? Then even told himself what to do. It's time for you to start hoping in the Lord. And the last meaning of mourn that I want to discuss is to painfully long for something. You're mourning, you're real sad because you, you want something. And sometimes it's, it's deeper than that. It's, it's not just a thing that you want. It's a person. And so you're, you're in pain. You, you can feel what you long for. But you don't have the capacity or the power to get it. It's out of your, your reach. Yeah, you're longing for what you wanted, but you... you 
you can't, <laughs> you can't get it. But see, God can help you get it. Some things are just out of your reach. But God can help you get those particular things. One of the primary reasons people mourn is because of failure or lack of success. I say one of the primary reasons people go into deep sadness is because of failure or lack of success. Turn with me to Joel. I want, I want to show you what Joel decreed in Joel chapter 1 and verse 10. If you're not familiar with Joel, just go to your table of contents real quick and uh, consider what the prophet Joel said in Joel 1 and 10. He said, the field is wasted. The land mourns. And this is why they're mourning. For the grain is ruined. The new wine is dried up. The oil fails. And all that he's talking about in, in the text is in part what Israel depended on for their livelihood. But look at the portrait of failure. The grain is ruined. The new wine is dried up. And the oil fails. We ain't going to get the money this year that we got last year. Because of failure. We're not going to be able to do what we had planned to do. Because of failure. It didn't turn out the way we were expecting it to turn out. So things are not going to work out the way we, we planned. You ever put something down on paper and you're just looking for it to happen, but then it, it didn't happen. Or for a few months, it, it was wonderful, but then it changed. You were ahead for 37 days, and then something happened. And then you started getting behind. And the happiness you had when everything was wonderful has now turned in the morning. It was going so good for us and, and, and just, I don't know what happened to him. She was so wonderful for three months and then 
the medicine was working just the way I wanted it to work, and then it just... Something can be wonderful, and it could cause you to just be excited, but then when a shift takes place, that same thing that was wonderful, that same person that was adorable, causes you to cry, to mourn, to experience sadness. You can mourn to the point to where your sleep will go from you. The meaning of life will, will not be of great value to you because of your, your mourn. You'll miss out on the beatitudes of God if you allow mourning over something or somebody to control you. Yeah, mourning can control you. You can't allow anything to influence you to the point to where you stop appreciating the life that God has given you. And Jesus contextually understood mourning. But he puts a twist on mourning that, that as I stated earlier, you're, you're, you're not going to get from everybody. He says something about mourning that, that I wish I would have known 30 plus years ago when I did some crazy stuff because I was in deep sadness. Woo! Have you ever been there? In deep mourning and you just start thinking acting and, and saying stuff you shouldn't. And so he talks about the blessing that comes from mourning. And you have to consider the text because, because when, it, when it comes to blessed, it means well off. That's one meaning of bless, well off. Another meaning of bless is, is happiness. Happiness. Mourning but happy. Lord Jesus, that just don't sound logical. Mourning, but happy, blessed are those who mourn. Happy, but mourn. 
Most psychiatrists and psychologists will tell you that's just not possible. They don't go together. Now, we can give you something to, to help you deal with it. But for you to think that, that you can be mourning and happy at the same time, oh, no, that is ludicrous. Cannot happen. Blessed are those who mourn. See, certain blessings only come from God. And when you, on, when you understand that certain blessings just come from God, you know why Jesus could make such a profound statement. Again, he connects being blessed with mourning. How can he do such or do so because he's God because he's omnipotent omniscient and sovereign but again there are certain blessings you can only get from God you say well I thought every blessing comes from God not so matter of fact the Bible makes a distinction let, let, let's go to uh Proverbs chapter 10. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 10. And consider the wording of verse 22. Especially the first, the first clause. And keep in mind our primary text, Matthew 5 and 4. But notice Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one. The blessing of who? He didn't say the blessing of the man. He said the blessing of the Lord. I can bless you. But it won't have the same effect as God's blessing. You can bless yourself. But it won't have the same effect as God's blessing. Somebody can bless you and, and cause a smile to come on your face. But it still won't have the same effect that God's blessing has upon you. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. But notice again, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Rich in the text in one sense means that God will bless you and it will cause you to grow are mature. Second meaning of rich, God will cause you not only to mature, but God will cause you to increase. Get this, in every aspect of your life. But before God can cause you to increase in every aspect of your life, you have to become mature. Because God can't drop something on you that you don't have the capacity to handle. Especially when he said, to whom much is given, much is required. 
So he's going to make sure before he causes increase to come in every aspect of your life. He's going to learn you how to mature. He's going to learn you how to deal with issues that arise in life. He'll learn you how to deal with trouble that shows up on your job, that shows up at your house, that even shows up in your mind and in your body. Trouble is not limited to your job, not limited to your house. Trouble can show up in your body, in your mind, in your relationship. He got to mature you. And when he matures you, then he can cause increase worth of value to start manifesting in every aspect of your life. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. But now, the latter part is, is what ties into Matthew 5 and 4. And then it says, and he adds, no sorrow with it. I'm going to bless you to the point to where you're not going to be sad about it. You're going to have and be happy. Now, he's not going to add sorrow, but get this. Sorrow still going to come to your life. On earth, you can never get away from sorrow. You can have a happy Saturday only to wake up dealing with a miserable Sunday morning that'll keep you from coming to church. And it's not that the day is, is miserable. It's the situations that come with it that cause misery to come your way. Because every day that God makes is a good day. I said every day that God makes is a good day. You know what David said? This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad therein. I'm going to dance because he made it. I'm going to clap because he made it. I'm going to turn in victory because he made I'm going to deal with whatever I got to deal with in, in the right or proper way because he made this day. And so God is, is the only one that can cause you to be going through a period of mourning, but you're still blessed. See, even before we can deal with the latter part of Matthew 5 and 4, you got to understand that you can be going through all kind of trouble, but you can still be okay in your mind. You can have one of the worst days you done had in years. But you can still be okay. Not because of who you are. But because of the blessing of God. You got to hang on to Proverbs 10 and 22. That blessing will make you rich. 
It'll make you mature. It'll, it'll make you grown and act like a grown person. You just lost $45,000. Yeah, but you know the Lord gives. And the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something. Things can come your way and, and you can lose something. You, you've been praying not to lose. But when God's blessing is upon you, God will give you the strength to deal with whatever comes your way. The right way. That, that's the reason the scripture tells us that he won't put no more on us than we can handle. Some folks can't handle it because they, they are not allowing God to be first in their life. They are not allowing God to strengthen them in order to deal with whatever they've been facing. That's the reason they'll carry burdens for, for years. Even though Jesus said that his burden, his yoke is easy. Get this, and light is easy. But folks carry something so heavy because they have yet to accept that truth. And some of us, I went through some major things, and, and, and we know if, when you give it to God, it's like a load being lifted off you. When you learn to take God at His word, accept what He says, and walk therein, you learn to be happy in your trials. You, you learn to do what 1 Peter 4, 12 and following says. Peter said, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. Then he goes on to say, which is to try you. Yeah, it showed up so you would have trouble on this Monday. It showed up so things wouldn't go your way. But then he tells us, think it not strange. You can't take a verse like that with a logical mindset. You have to accept such, simply put, because it's God's word. And the amazing thing, it works. I went through some horrendous things, and then I said, I'm just not going to think about this. I'm just going to focus on what God said, specifically Romans 8 and 28. It's going to work out for my good. I'm hurting, but it's going to work out. I don't like what happened, but it's going to work out. I don't have what I need, but it's going to work See, see, our thing is we want to deal first with situations. 
when it, we want to deal with our situations first with our feelings, our emotions. You can't do that. You got to put your feelings under subjection and deal with your issue according to the word. That's how you got to deal with it. Blessed are those who mourn. And then finally he says in that latter clause of Matthew 5 and 4. For they shall be comforted. For they shall be comforted. Simple meaning of, of comforted that I want to start out with before I get to other definitions of comforted is relief. Pressure going to come off. You're going to receive some, some help. Bless are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. I'm going to help you. I know what you're going through. I'm going to help you. Remember we're talking about divinely comforted. They shall. Shall connotes a promise. 2 Corinthians 1 and 22. All of God's promises are two things. Yes and amen. Yes, simply put, I'm going to do it. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. But see, the problem with some of us, we won't let God help us. Oh, you big shot. You can handle it yourself. Or you can handle it your way. See, the worst thing you can do in certain cases is handle it yourself or handle it your way. As a Christian, you got to learn to let him handle it and let him handle it his way. Why let God handle it his way? Because his thoughts are not as our thoughts. His ways are not as our ways. He different. He deal with stuff. Differently. Shows up to houses where, where folk done, done died and, and everybody crying and mourning and say, saying it's over, said, and done. And he show up said, no, she just in now sleep. He deals with things differently. Look at yourself. Look how he dealt with you. He dealt with you in a way you never thought you would be dealt with. Look at how he healed you. He healed you in a way that you never expected to be healed. Look how he raised you up. He brought you up in a way you never expected to be brought up. He does things differently. And some of us have a problem with his distinction, but God going to be God. If you got a problem with him being different, you, 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 better, you better change because he ain't going to change. God changes not. He deals with things 
differently. And some folk have a problem with that. God told the prophet, he said, look, he said, um, you need to tell that man that I came way from Syria, Naaman, and, and he, he wanted to be clean. Tell him that he need to just go and dip in some dirty water. <laughs> tell him to go dip in dirty water sometimes. And, and get this, he's going to be wanting you to come out there and talk to him because he's important. But you don't go out there and talk to him. You just send word telling him to dip into the water sometimes. And so the prophet sent his servant out to give him the word, an indirect word. And so he got upset, number one, because he didn't come to talk to him personally. Number two, because he didn't like dirty water. He didn't. He, he started asking the question, are there no clean places in Israel? I thought it was such and such and such and such. Why didn't he send me that? Get this. And had an attitude to the point to where he had traveled a long way but was willing to forget everything and just go back home mad. And he had this little servant, this little woman, that knew his healing was in obeying the voice of the prophet. And, and she said, Master. Can you imagine her putting her hands on her hair? Master. If he had asked you to do a hard thing, would you have done it? Because he was a person of, of great pride. And he said, yeah. He said, well, look. He just asked you to do something simple. That's all he asked you. So just go, go do it. And he did. And God took, get this. This, this is what's so different about God. God took dirty water and cleaned somebody up. <laughs> Whoever heard of getting clean from dirty See, some of y'all ain't got that yet. Y'all, y'all. He said, I'll help you. But to be comforted also means, from a literal standpoint or an actual standpoint, to strengthen completely. That's what it literally means to strengthen completely. Bottom line, wherever you need to be strengthened, I'm going to strengthen you. That's how God comforts. The only one can strengthen you wherever you need to be strengthened is God. But that's what the literal definition of, of comfort is, to strengthen completely. Because if you're going through it in your, in your mind and your body, but you can find relief just for your body, look, if your mind is still going through it, that relief you got for your body is going to be temporary. 
Because we ain't no part being. We are whole being. When we are ministered to, we need to be ministered to as a whole being. That's the reason you have to constantly take stuff for your head when you have a headache because you're you trying to get your head right. But to do it properly, you have to recognize you are a whole being, spirit, soul, and body. So you need to deal with every, every aspect. Because believe it or not, what's going on in your head can be something that started in your soul. You have to allow God to strengthen you completely. And he can do that. He can give you comfort completely as well. My last scripture. Let's go to the book of uh, 2 Corinthians. I'm closing with this. Y'all got real quiet now. Yeah, you did. You got real quiet. I believe that's a good sign. Second Corinthians, the first chapter. This is so powerful. Second Corinthians, first chapter. We'll start at verse three. Ready? Don't fake on me. 2 Corinthians 1, starting at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all, of, well, the Father of mercies, and God of all what? That means he can comfort you in any way you need to be comforted. When you pray and say, Lord, that man left me for no reason, he'll give you comfort. He'll give you comfort. Lord, I just lost something that, that has been dear to me for years. He'll comfort you. You can't put nothing on the table that God can't give you comfort for. Nothing. Look at the verse again. He is a God of what? Some of y'all act like y'all ain't at the scripture. You don't need to think, think this is Walker talking. He is a God of all what? He can give you comfort no matter how much pain is going up and down your body. If this verse is real. You may have faced the toughest thing you ever faced in your entire life. He can give you comfort for it. You, you, but you got to have the right attitude. You can't be to the point where, man, I'll never be comforted from this. You, can, you, can't, you can't say stuff out your mouth that'll kill what God want to do. Proverbs 18 and 21, death and? In the power of the what? You can't kill what God want to do, or you can't kill what God has that can help you. He is the God of all comfort. Verse 4. Who comforts us 
in all our, help me, or trouble. Why? That we may be able to comfort those who are in, help me, God will comfort you to the point to where you will not only know the blessing of his comfort, but he'll use you to minister to somebody else what he gave you. You're hurting. He comforts you. But then he uses you to comfort somebody else. That's how profound he is. Amen? I'm done. Let's get the Lord a big hand of praise.